you guys clap? Yeah. Yep. I'm okay. here. We're here. We're live. Okay. We're here. We're here. We did it. Hey. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Hi, picture of Sean. You look like you're having a lot of fun in that picture. Is it my Twitter picture? It is. That's yeah, you rock climbing. That's that's me right now. I'm just you just hanging on a you got some good Wi-Fi out there. Yep, that's me. My face looks just like that. Remember me as my best. That was me at my best right now. Risking my life for internet video game news. Well, welcome back. Oh, thank you. Yeah, this is welcome everyone to the to my AMA. Yeah, uh, I'll start this off. What the hell happened? Uh, yeah, so uh, I was at a Quidditch practice. We were doing some tackling drills. Some guy's head hit my cheekbone and my cheekbone lost. Oh, sounds so bad. <laughs> Fuck it really does. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. What was crazy is so like I went to the emergency room that after like right away. Yeah. And the person was like, hey, you know, you're going to have to get you know surgery for this, yada, yada, yada. And but everyone I talked to, like there was no urgency in getting me this surgery. Which was That's baffling great. to me. Yeah, like I tried to I, I equated it to like when I broke my wrist a couple of years back when I broke my wrist, I was in two different casts within like 24 hours. Wow. The surgery, they were just like, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll do it like next week. Is it because and of it, COVID or what? No, I just, I, I don't know. I think it's just maybe harder to get surgeries going or something. Like just no one seemed to have any kind of urgency when I would call and I would be like, hello. Yes, I have broken bones in my face. Will you please see me? And they'll, like one person even was like, oh, you're a new patient. Um, We can see you at the end of August. Ooh. Could you cool. imagine, could you imagine saying to someone who has broken bones in their face, we'll take a look at it in a month. How cruel do you need to be to say that to another person? <laughs> I, I could not believe it. Like just no one yeah. seems to be like, oh, wow, we need to get you in like ASAP. Like that sounds terrible. Dude, that's yeah, crazy, it was, man. It was. Yeah. <sighs> The one of the most insane things was. I I got someone who would see me and they said, all right, let's get the we'll, we'll schedule the surgery. And they were scheduling it for like a Wednesday, about a week from from the day I was talking to them. I was like, OK. Next day, Thursday, they call. Oh, uh, this hospital is actually not in your insurance, so we're not going to do the surgery. Goodbye. Mm. And like that was insane. Like, and it turned into this crazy running around of like, I need to get this surgery done because I was told if I wait too long, the bone is going to start healing in place and then it's going to be harder to fix it. Yeah. But no one's accepting me. Apparently the insurance I have through work is like hyper specific and there, and I need and also I need a, a hyper specific surgeon and those things just did not overlap anywhere sure. near me. I ended up having to I went going to a place down in Stanford, which is about an hour, hour and a half drive from here. But I didn't get the surgery until almost two weeks after the the uh, accident. Yeah, which is just crazy. And then and then like, holy shit, the surgery like. 
The surgery they, the day of, they delayed it five times. They told me it's going to be two. You'll be out for two and a half hours. The surgery itself will take two hours. It took six hours because there was like a lot more broken in there when they got under the skin. Right. And they sewed my eye shut. Which I also was not aware they were going to do. So I woke up and then for the re- for the next week, uh, I had one eye. So today they opened up my left eye. Yeah. Jeez. Jesus. Yeah, it's been pretty crazy. Um, just just a nightmare experience from the beginning to now. Um, I'm, I'm I'm like as of today, like finally on the other side of it, where they said I can work out again. They said I can eat whatever I want again. Uh, I still I'm still not allowed to blow my nose for another few weeks. Oh my god! Sure. Well, so part of the injury is I crushed sense. I crushed the sinus that's under my cheekbone. So I'm not allowed to have kind of any like pressure there. But what happens if you sneeze? So if I sneeze, I have to sneeze with my mouth open. Weird. Okay. To let all the pressure go out that way and not let any pressure go through the nasal cavity. Yeah. It's not actually that hard to do. It's it's pretty easy, but I just have to be careful. I'm not allowed to go like swimming or on a plane, anything that will kind of put pressure on my face, I'm not supposed to do for another few weeks. Right. And yeah, so I ended. So at the moment right now, and the reason I'm not on camera is my, my cheek and eye are still real swollen. I have, I have basically, if you, if you kind of, you know, I'm trying to paint you a word picture. If you kind of feel your, your face and your skull, the bone right beside on the outside of your eye, I have a wire there. Mm. The bone right underneath your eye, I have like a membrane holding that together now. And the cheekbone itself, I have three plates going across it horizontally. Jesus. And yeah, Man. so. So this is this has been pretty crazy. I'm officially retiring from Quidditch. <laughs> yeah, I um, can't imagine why. It's been nothing feel- but like bullshit to you. Hey, I mean, I I have so much fun with Quidditch. I love Quidditch. Quidditch is super important to me, um, but I, I feel like at the rate I'm injuring myself, the next yeah. one is probably just me dying at this rate. Yeah, like yeah. the escalation. I don't know how much crazy. worse from breaking bones in your face it gets. I um, let's not find out. I agree. Yeah, exactly. Let's not so. find out. So, you know, I'm I'm looking at other options for sports. I don't want to just stop doing sports entirely. Golf uh, sounds safe. Golf would be safe. I'm sure my dad would love that if I picked up <laughs> golf. I don't know. I'm looking into like ultimate frisbee. I'm looking in to see if there's like some like adult dodgeball rec leagues around. Those are kind of my uh, ideas at the moment. Mm. Sure. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's pretty much how I'm doing it. Uh, Obviously, talking's fine. Hopefully, next week I'll be back on camera. But right now, I just I hate looking at my eye. So I didn't want the uh, camera on. Sure. Fair enough. But what 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 have you guys been up to? It's been like three weeks. How's your guys lives been? We've been doing a podcast called the top down perspective <laughs> while you've been gone. OK, Hi, yes, John. thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing. Nothing crazy here, I guess, with us, really. Every week. No, it's, it's been pretty quiet for us. I, yeah. I finished up a YouTube series recently, like today. 
Uh, actually got to see some friends in person for once, which was nice. That's about it. Remarkably yeah. quiet otherwise, and I'm more than okay with that. Yep. Cool. Yeah, and I, um, I've been watching a lot of TV. Movies have been a little postponed because I haven't gotten to the theater. Uh, sure. Paul, did you end up seeing The Green Knight? I did. How was that? That's one I really want to see, but I, I'm thinking maybe I'll go this Thursday, Sunday, just put a pair of sunglasses on <laughs> when sure. I go out and about. Yeah, so nobody recognizes you. I see where you're going with that for sure. Yeah, exactly. Famous boy. <laughs> yeah, famous Sean. Um, it is remarkably slow, but really good. It is a very good movie. Okay. Uh, the cinematography is excellent. A lot of like weird thing. Are you familiar with the like original tales, Sir Gawain and the Green Knight that it's based on? Not at all. Okay. So then it won't matter to you. People that are, they change a few things up that I think is for the better. And uh, they really focus on the idea of like, you're going to die in a year sort of thing. And like, I don't know. It's cool. It's very, very cool. It is extraordinarily slow to the point where I could see somebody just being like, I thought this was boring and I left. And I would be like, yeah, okay. You just don't like that type of movie then. I get it. Weird. It's very slow. But yeah, it's I'm cool. I'm surprised to hear that. It's cool. But like, basically nothing happens for like the first hour and some. <laughs> it's, yeah, pretty crazy. Okay. But I mean, it's that slow burn, right? I guess. I'm, just, I'm surprised to hear it, it that it's, the pacing has that much of an issue because I know the review scores are pretty crazy high. Oh, it's not an issue. It's just that if people think they're going into like something that like things are happening movie. all the time, that is not it at all. It is very much like a weird, fantastical character study. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, hopefully I'll, I'll be up to seeing it this Sunday and can carve cool. some time. Yeah, I'm really, excited really for um, Suicide Squad tomorrow yep. on HBO Max. Yep, I'm excited for um, that one this weekend as well. That one's been getting crazy good reviews. Um, the one uh, that you watched that I've been putting off for weeks now is Pig. I think this weekend I'll get to that at some point. Pig, I did see Pig. Um, that was also a weird movie. Not weird in the case of like a Nicolas Cage zany weird. It's just... I don't know... I'm not expecting Zany. I'm expecting kind of slow. It's a bit slow, but it just like yeah. goes to just some like odd places. It's just a weird movie. It's like, here's yeah. like, here's three days in this dude's life and the seedy underbelly of Portland, I guess. Yeah. It's just an odd movie. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. Did you I, like it? I don't it? know if I would like watch it again. Sure. But I'm glad I saw it the, once. Sure. That's fair. I did watch, um, all of that new Masters of the Universe show on Netflix. Oh, okay. I heard bad things about it, but I, yeah, I don't know. How was it? I, I really enjoyed it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, it's the same art uh, studio that did Castlevania. Sure, um, yeah. And you can you can definitely see that. The character models look similarly drawn. The action is kind of similarly uh, put together. Um, but it's fun. If you, if you, I feel like if you like the... He-Man and Masters of the Universe, there's a bunch of cool callbacks, and all those, and a lot of those characters return. Um, okay, cool. But yeah, I just thought it was like really cool, and some fun lore. I'm not like the biggest Masters of the Universe fan. It was obviously before yeah. my time, but I like know the characters enough 
Um, sure. So I, I enjoyed it. There's like five episodes. I'm hoping they'll do more. They definitely set it up to do more. Um, yeah, just some some cool. Uh, yeah, some, I think they actually like, said like this is this is literally just the first half of the season. Yeah, I would assume so. I just hope it's not a thing where it's like, well, this first half didn't perform well, so we're not going to touch it again. Mm, I, I mean, see. people were mad from what I'd heard, but I, I assume they're still going to do it. I was hearing a lot of people were mad because it doesn't. It's not about He Man, and in fact, it's about Tila. Um, oh, is that what people are pissed off? I could give a shit less if it's about He Man. Yeah, Honestly. that's what I was seeing as a lot to, of people were to, were to like, talk about it as a spoiler. So that's the thing. I mean, the thing does happen in the first episode, so I don't know how much of a spoiler it is. He Man's in the show, but it follows Tila. Um, and I think some people were just upset. To be fair, the show is called Masters of the Universe Revelations. It's not called He Man. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, uh, I did enjoy it. I, I would recommend it. I think if you like those Castlevania shows, there, there's something here for you, at, le- at least from a, like an art perspective sure sure yeah but um yeah why don't we do the show because we got games to talk about yeah uh this is the top 10 perspective for uh august 5th i almost forgot how to do it i'm sean booker <laughs> I'm Man, three weeks gone and he just forgets the whole flow yep <laughs> yep i'm john wheeler by Been the way slacking uh john you've played nothing Correct, I haven't. I have been busy working on videos the entire time and filming things for that. But now that uh, Donkey Kong Country is done, I can actually relax for a little bit. So tonight, no. after this podcast, I am fucking leaving this office and going to do something else. I need to ask you about Final Fantasy X. Yep. If you've gotten any further. I have. Uh, I am 10, 11 hours in. I finished the whole Blitzball thing. The, the I like story. Blitzball, man. The story... The story <laughs> required blitzball oh yeah 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 gotcha uh your team sucks man (laughs) it's bad it's very bad bad it took me three tries to actually get the win because the first time i lost two one the second time at halftime i was down by three so i just quit and then the third one i won three to nothing so (laughs) it's like wow my team just sucks sounds about right have you but played now, Final Fantasy X before? No, I haven't. So I guess I guess you were gone for this. Uh, for a video I'm, I'm a part of, I need to play through Final Fantasy X. So I'm working through that That's now. That's a tall ask. I, a bit of a tall ask, yeah. yeah. So working through that now, and uh, yeah, I stopped. I just finished after the Blitzball. I'm like on the path right after that. And uh, sure. I'm like, do I want to actually do the regular Blitzball season since it looks like there's a bunch of good unlocks you get there? But like... My team sucks ass, so I want to get better players. So I don't want to waste time doing shit that's not worth it with the shitty players. I I didn't play a ton of the Blitzball, but when I was required to, I basically just did like the super shot over and over again. Like that was my entire play was get the ball to Titus, do the super shot and score. The the jet shot apparently is like your strategy, like but it it didn't work in the in the uh, early fight because they kept hitting me out of the jet shot, which I thought wasn't possible and of course it's like yeah you use up all that health to do the jet shot but you're not getting the actual point so have fun Titus is sure. not useless for the rest of this game it's like oh great bit of a glass cannon yeah. strategy I guess but yeah no I'm otherwise just doing nothing like I'm playing the new Pacross game that came out today the uh, Sega Genesis and Master System one but I mean it's it's Pacross right sure. and that, that is your curse 
So yeah, I am. That's that's what keeps me functioning as a human being is the curse of a cross. Do you ever do you ever just like put put the switch down and think to yourself if they stop making per cross, you might just leave this plane. <laughs> My soul will just depart. Yeah, like per cross is what's keeping you here. See, I always thought it was just an ancient curse that one of my ancestors or like my original like interpretation myself uh, invoked. So that made more sense. Yeah, to me, they, but, they yeah. like besmirched the Pacross name and there was like a like an old crusty gypsy there that was like you and all your children forever. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Never free of Pacross. Well, I know yeah, my parents yeah. haven't done it. So apparently I think it's just a, a reincarnation of myself that fucked up. So fuck so them like, in particular. Like, do you do you like bestow it upon your child or do you save them from a life of I I work so all future future Johns and and Johns alike will be free of the curse of the cross. I see. Okay, yeah, you're going to you're going to come home one day and it's going to be like you're going to like walk into the room. The kid's going to like hide under the blanket and their face is all kind of red. And it's like, what are you doing? And it's like, and it's the cross. And you're like, I told you never to do this. <laughs> I tried to free you. I worked so hard. I wanted you to have a better life. Not not this. Wanted you to play this Tetris, goddammit. This is why your mom left. This tore our family apart. <laughs> oh Jesus. Wow. Intense. Yeah. The cross invokes feelings, man. That's how it works. Yeah. It's true. Yep. It actually suppresses mine, which is why I like it. So, yeah. <laughs> Sean, you've been gone forever. What have you been? Wait, playing? no, hang on, hang on. There's something like where the kid is like finishing okay. one more on his deathbed. And it's like it's, yeah. it's you saying I loved you because you didn't say it enough. But <laughs> as the result, <laughs> Jesus, something, Jesus, something Christ. there. And you know, everything's crumbling around you like it's the last scene in, in Inception. And he's fine. And he's opening the drawer to see the letter that his dad always wanted to send him. And it's Cillian just a Murphy's bunch of there. numbers and squares. Yeah. On the paper. <laughs> Credits. We got to get out of here. There's an avalanche coming. <laughs> you have to solve this last puzzle. <laughs> but it's 50 by 50, dad. It'll take forever. <laughs> but time goes down like a tenth of the speed so you can do it in time. <laughs> <laughs> up across the movie finally it's been written yeah thank god what are we talking about oh games no what have you been playing mine is oh man two seconds all right you gotta get through yours open the box here we go yeah we gotta get through this (laughs) yeah it's been three weeks and game pass was like hold my beer we got games coming out and i was like i'm gonna play like almost all of them a lot of games yeah, Last Stop came out, the latest uh, Annapurna joint. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is a uh, an adventure game in the style of like the recent Telltale adventure games. Yeah. And they try to break it up. There's three different protagonists and you each of them have about six chapters to their story and you can only progress through each one's like you have to go through all of chapter ones, all of chapter twos. Chapter three. So you're kind of constantly going through each three of them. You can't go through the entire thing. To like no great effect. You would think it's like, okay, you're trying to hide like a big finale where they all wrap together in the game. It's like these people are intertwined. They're not. This game is incredibly disappointing. Um, And then the way they break it up, it's like 
All right, something interesting is happening. Oh, no, I can't get back to that for another 40 minutes because I have to, like, reset the pace and go through each of the other two characters, chapter twos. So the pacing is just kind of off. I don't think mm. it goes anywhere very interesting. Um, can, if you like adventure games, this is not worth playing. Yeah, this is one I was definitely not interested in. So I'm glad to hear that I'm not missing out at least. See, like I was definitely interested in it, but because, um, you know, I like Annapurna quite a bit. Um, but uh, that was about it. And I'm sorry, I need to step away from the computer for one sec. So, Paul, you should talk about what you've been playing. Okay. Well, I hope that's not a bad thing to hear about. Uh, I, I just I think jumped... it's one of those you need to do it kind of situations. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like when you get like uh, your teeth sure. taken out, you need to like salt rinse and stuff. Sure, totally. Um, there's been so many games and a whole bunch of the ones Sean's going to talk about here in a second are ones that I've been meaning to start, go back to or just like fiddle around in a little bit. And I've been kind of having just like paralysis, choice paralysis, where it's like I have like actually literally six games I could play right now and I want to play all of them. So I'm not going to. I'm going to play Final Fantasy 14. <laughs> Because it's just choice paralysis. Like, it's just the thing I can like jump into, listen to a podcast, watch something like a Twitch stream or something while I play and just relax after working all day. And it's like I don't want to jump into a game where if I can't give it my full attention for a couple hours at least. So Final Fantasy 14 has been kind of the thing that I'm just doing now. I'm doing the end game stuff for Realm Reborn uh, level 50 stuff and uh I'm on patch 2.3 now out of five, I think I'm told it goes patch 2.1234 and then patch 2.5 apparently is split into two parts or something. So we're getting there. Uh, 2.2 was a little bit boring at the beginning, but ended off on a dope ass note that I'm super stoked to see more of that game now. But a whole lot of my time has just been kind of doing dungeons and fiddling about with my character and stuff so that's been super super fun uh the other game i'll talk about is one that i only played for about 10 minutes because it came out like a day ago <laughs> and mm -hmm. i've been not wanting to jump it back in yet there's a game called grime this is a game i've been waiting for for a while that is a metroidvania game where you play a something or other some like hunter soul thing or whatever in a cave and you are killing a bunch of rock creatures and creepy things and whatnots and yeah it's just kind of like a grimy looking game i don't know it's hard to explain it's a metroidvania um the big gimmick of it is you can kind of like parry an attack and if you do an attack a parry attack you kind of like suck in the thing that's attacking you into like your black hole head or something like that to like kill it or in case of a boss or something like rip its arms off or something like that and uh yeah it's i can't talk too much about it because i have only played about 10 to 20 minutes of it but it's a metroidvania with a cool art style and i'm kind of uh interested to see more of it I'm also just kind of filling there because I'm hoping Sean eventually comes back since he's kind of the show this week with all of the stuff we need to talk about. Don't worry, we'll still have plenty of time in either way. 
I was gonna ask too. Like the name made me think that it was some kind of cleaning type game. So it's just oh, called Grime. G R I M E. It's just called Grime. Yep. <laughs> it's just called Grime. Um, it's it's actually one of those games that I saw a like little demo for a couple years back. Somebody, the I'm guessing the dude who's made it posted it on Twitter, and I thought it looked neat and wish listed it. And then lo and behold, it actually came out. I think on the third of this week and uh yeah i've been just trying that out cool it's very very neat the it it does a thing i hate where it's a 2d plane and i can't use the d-pad to move around i have to use the sticks and i really really hate that um but it's because the d-pad is used as buttons for like consumables or like quick items or stuff of that nature which is why it's very I'm trying not to like say the term, but it is obviously very souls much souls like an homage to a souls game where you die, you leave like a portion of your currency and your body at a place where you die. You can get it back or lose it. If you die again, you use again, essentially what are souls in the game as a means of um, currency to upgrade a currency and a way to upgrade your stats and there's the standard like strength dex vitality stat and all that sort of good stuff that's all in there um so yeah i don't know not a whole lot to talk about with that sean are you back yet he didn't say he's back <laughs> did he yep okay. i'm uh i'm back uh sorry if across the movie must have gotten me real excited because my nose just started bleeding Ooh, nice yeah <laughs> i figured it was Fun. something like that like you had to do a salt rinse or something no, yeah, I don't know what that is. That's nothing to do with my face. Just had a random nosebleed. Perfect timing. Cool. Yeah, great timing. Sorry, um, uh, the only other thing I played is The Ascent, but I'll talk about that with Sean when he gets yeah, to we, it. Yeah, we can just talk about that now and then transition to me. Okay, let's talk about The Ascent then. Uh, the Ascent is a game that made me wish I had just bought it because the Game Pass version is fucking garbage and I'm not going to play it again until it's updated. I miss you're obviously playing it on PC. Yeah. So I've been having like a ton of bugs. What's wrong with the York version? Uh, first of all, most of the reasons why you would want to play on PC don't work. DLSS and ray tracing don't work. DX 12 barely works. It's stuttery as shit. Uh, you don't have difficulty options because it's, I guess, the console version or whatever. There, It's weird. <laughs> like it. And these are all things that are not in the Steam version. The Steam version is fully functional and like definitely a-okay to go uh that's right i did hear about some like weird issue with the like the windows version of it yeah it sounds like a mess it's really weird so well let me let me continue yeah. with that because the xbox version is also a mess not for any of those reasons it's just really really buggy so i can play co-op um but a ton of the like like waypoints will just like disappear on me some missions won't progress um I've had a few of those where one of the missions, the thing I needed to kill just didn't load. So I had to quit out the game and then jump back in to reload it. Essentially. Yeah, we'll also just run into weird things or like my co-op partner is just like, Hey, I can't move anymore. I guess I'll drop out and rejoin you. Oh, or, that's you weird. Know, that's happened like a few times. We, we keep getting this one weird bug where whenever we like rejoin each other and are playing, it wants to tell us all the tutorials again. So every time you open a menu, and like navigate through all the different panels. Yeah. Read like a tutorial about what this panel is. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's annoying the first time you have to do it, let alone every time. (laughs) um, To be fair, as of uh, I think it was yesterday, like a big five gig patch got downloaded, at least on the Xbox version. I haven't played it since, but I'm assuming that probably fixed a lot of the stuff. Uh, I'm hoping at least. Oh, that makes me excited. I'm going to look this up. Um, Yeah, I guess like the thing I want to say about it is that it's I am going to play it when they fix it because this game is so up my alley. It's fucking disgusting. It is a gritty old like PC cyberpunky type game that is in 2021 with like a cool environments, cool systems, just like a cool story just overall the whole universe and world is so awesome like everything about it is so cool except for it's a giant pile of shit on game pass for pc uh to the point where i've been considering just buying it on steam and because i kind of want it anyway to have and especially if that's like the good version of it it is very chunky it is extremely taxing on systems um it's a very detailed environments and detailed uh like characters and things like that there's a lot of people in the city that kind of really fill it out so there's a lot of shit it's loading there's a lot of light and particle effects going on it is like an extremely tough to run game on pc which is kind of neat because you don't see that very often in top-down shooters it is a top-down shooter that has RPG elements in it, but it is obviously very storyline, like linearly focused, even though it has kind of a semi-open world where like there's stuff that's gated off just by the fact that those dudes are level 20 and you're level three. So they will one shot you if you go in their area. But yeah, I don't know. Everything about the game itself is super, super cool. It's about you going you working as a slave basically for a company going off world to this uh this like planet where there a whole bunch of people are just like working or whatever for the ascent company and then the whole planet just like basically goes bankrupt and there's no longer anybody that owns it so you have all these people trying to like vie for control of it all these different corps and You have, like, the security guards that are just like, well, I mean, we're not getting paid anymore, so we're not protecting anybody anymore. Like, it's just such a cool idea for a story and a world uh, in that setting. And, man, I want to play it so bad, but it it is super buggy. There's other, like, little bugs that Sean was even mentioning. Sometimes the death animations for the things you kill just don't happen they just disappear off screen instantly like sometimes if you are shooting a thing they'll just disappear randomly it's super buggy and it's such it's so shitty (laughs) that that's the thing do you like it at all other than like the bugs sean have you been into it yeah so yeah just to take a step back for for those kind of wondering what this game is like it's a dual joystick shooter and yeah you have kind of an isometric perspective um, and I, you know, I think it's going to turn a lot of people either like really on at the beginning or really off because it's a very slow game for the first couple hours. You don't get into any kind of like special abilities. You get maybe one of your augmentations for the first like like two solid hours. I only have like two augmentations at this point. Um, mm. the, the, the initial gun you get is pretty lackluster. Um, 
So I feel like it's it's a pretty kind of slow start. It does it does open up and like you said the map is huge, the cities are dense, which is really cool. It's almost like an overwhelming uh point and there's side it's quests which are cool, but then, you know, a lot of the side quests are run all the way over here and then run all the way back. I feel like the game needs a bit of polish in terms of kind of telling you like now's a good time to fast travel and there's like two different fast travel systems there's like the metro and then there's like taxis but your map doesn't update very well to be like you need to be going all the way over here so you can kind of see like oh okay i should take a taxi to this section and then i'll have to walk it from there you have to kind of figure that out for yourself it's and with like the size of the city you end up in at the beginning like it's dense and that's like just the first stage the whole concept is you're ascending so you just keep going to these big cities over and over again and the game just kind of expects you to like remember every neighborhood you've been to otherwise you're just going to follow the waypoint and walk it all the way over there and that could mean going up and down to different floors going through several different cities and that can just take like a real long time of you going back and forth the same corridor because you have to go down here you have to kill like eight rats then you have to walk all the way back and tell the guy that you killed eight rats for him and there you go side quest is done so that that can be a bit dense too i wish I wish it was a little more hand-holding in terms of kind of how its fast travel system did work. But the minute-to-minute gameplay is pretty fun, and I'm playing it in co-op, which, you know, makes everything better. The boss fights are pretty cool, too. You're fighting just, like, some massive mechs that'll come out of nowhere. That's that's definitely real cool. Um, but then there's also issues with some missions where there's, like, an early side quest where they want, where you eventually find out you need to go up a floor, but you can't get to that next floor until you've done some main mission stuff to like enable you to, but it never tells you anything about that. So I went to that section like twice being like, how come this door isn't opening? You know, half of me thinking, is it just the game's buggy? Cause this game is real buggy. Are yeah. we missing something? Like what is wrong here? And it's just, no, you had to do some main missions first and then they finally will let you continue on. It, it should be telling you that kind of stuff. Like what, what am I missing here? Um, so I think it's rough. But I do think that, you know, people that are way into like that cyberpunk aesthetic, this thing is going like hard into that. Like the vistas you're looking out on, they look super cool. Everything. This is like a world full of like fishmen that have like half cyborg faces and stuff like it is a cool setting. It looks really nice. So there's something there. Just you, you need to be like willing to kind of muscle your way through a couple hours until you kind of really figure it out. That's why I really recommend like do it in co-op because at least you and your buddy can be like talking through some of this nonsense and, and kind of pulling each other through. I I mean, maybe I really like the reading and the story stuff. And I feel like I would be holding somebody back if they were just like, come on, I want to go shooty shooty things. So like for me, well, that just, well, I, then you just need to pick a better co-op partner. Like, yeah, that's, that's, that's a true. Personal problem. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, it's all about the style for sure. They don't make games like this very much anymore. They are very, very into like an old cyberpunk style that you don't see very often anymore. So it's super, super cool. I just wish it ran better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's really I've, all I've been doing. All right. Um, yeah. So that kind of got me in a real big dual joystick shooter mo- mood. So I was like, man, I really need to get to Returnal, which means I had to finish up Ratchet and Clank. So I did that. Um I thought the ending was pretty great. Uh, I will say, though, I really wish I had two eyes when I was doing the ending Mm because it looks like things were popping off all over the place and I could only focus on a little bit of my screen at a time. Um, Yeah, that's fair. There's a lot going on that ending. Yeah. 
and yeah, like basically the last, you know, week of my game playing, I've been playing with one eye, which is which is difficult a lot of the time. Sure. Um, but yeah, really enjoyed that game. That was that was a lot of fun. Um, and I'm excited yeah, to, to that, that was get a, into Returnal. That soon. was a strong, fun game. Are you going to get into the rest of the series? What do you think? I mean, I've played some of the other series. I don't think I'm going to go back to any specific one. Um, but I'll play like the next one for sure. Okay. It's been like I played like the last one was the reboot one, right? Yes. Yeah. So I played through all of that one and I played a very little bit of crack in time. But yeah. after that reboot one or before that reboot one, we're, they're starting to get kind of old at this point. Yeah. They're like five or six on the, I, I think seven actually on PS2. There's five or six on PS3. Then there was just one on PS4 and now there's only one on PS5. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would love like an offshoot game of uh, like Rivet and. Uh, oh, what's the uh, yellow robot? The clank like one. Oh, cat. Kit. Kit. Sorry, kit. Kit. I would love a Rivet and Kit side mission. Like, give me a $20 add on. That would be cool. I would definitely play the hell out of that. Uh, other than that, I've been playing a little bit of Pokemon Unite. Um, I like it. I think it's a pretty solid game. Um, I feel like everyone's been pretty surprised with how solid it is. I don't know if I'm going to get crazy deep into it. Um, it's just kind of not really my style of game for the most part, where I feel like playing a ton of it at a time. Um, and I guess that's kind of just say, like, I guess I just am not interested in the genre enough to get really good at it or to, like, really start caring about my team formation, which I can tell is definitely going to be like a requirement at some point. Um, but I'm enjoying it. I, Paul, I know you're playing it. Do you have a main? Um, Eldegoss, Gengar and Charizard are usually what I go, depending on what we're doing. OK, I like Alolan uh, Ninetales. Does that make me a scrub? I don't think I so. I don't think so. Okay, I don't know. I don't know what the tier list is. Honestly, I don't care what you play as long as it's not Absol, because every Absol player I've met is an idiot. Mm. Okay. I have, I don't think I even have Absol unlocked, so I couldn't Fair if enough. I wanted to. And you're good. Um, you're not an idiot. Congratulations. Nice. Congrats. Um, anyways, yeah. That game, um, it runs good when the game is playing. The menus run like shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they do which is so weird to me because it's like yeah i would assume that's the easy part <laughs> but I, yeah they're pretty bad and they even have the frames like i have only played it docked and they have yeah. like the frames per second counter while we're playing and i'm like okay this is hitting like 59 frames a second pretty consistently good for you nintendo mm -hmm. switch game and then i'm in the menus and it's like why do i have to hit left three times before you to go left twice and then jump a bunch or something yeah. and like picking my pokemon also sucks because there's already this stress of like i hope no one picks alolan nine tails and i'm just mashing right on the analog stick hoping that it'll move two spaces over so i can select my person it's it's yeah it's uh, weird. you know if you set it to your favorite it will always default as the pokemon you're on when you start a match right i i didn't because I had my I had Charizard as my favorite because I was like the first one I got and I couldn't figure out how to unfavorite and then favorite something else. Gotcha. Yeah. Just go into your Pokemon thing and then set whatever is your favorite in there. OK, I'll have to look a little harder for that. Um, yeah. 
Outside of Pokemon Unite, though, where I've been spending most of my Switch time is the great Ace Attorney Chronicles. Um, which has just been an absolute delight. I've heard really good things about this, but I've also heard the cases are long. They are. I'm still in the tutorial case. Like, it is, for all intents and purposes, like a full-sized case without any investigation segments. Um, like, there's already been two, like, save points inside of this one tutorial case. I've heard case one is, like, four or five hours, yeah. Um, I've also heard that they're in the second case. There's still more tutorializing to do for you because there's more mechanics and whatnot. That's fine for me. I don't care if this game is real long. I'll take all the Ace Attorney I can get. Like, because as far as I'm concerned, after this, this might be it. I don't know if they're going to make more. There's not a lot of Japanese ones left. There's like one other Japanese only game. Um, and they seem real intent of not bringing that over. So like, this might be it for a while. And so I'll, I'm savoring it as far as, that's, I, that's as, far as I can. But um, I'll, yeah, I mean... I don't even know what to say about this. If you're an Ace Attorney fan, you're already playing this. You're already way past where I'm at and you're yelling at me to speed up. If you're <laughs> not an Ace Attorney fan, you don't care about this. And this is not the one you should get into. Like, play that first trilogy because that one is incredible. Um, which that one did also just come to Switch, I believe. And you can get them as like a, a whole set if you, if you want. Um, but yeah, all, all I'm saying is like the storytelling seems just as zany and goofy as before. And I'm having a blast every time I'm playing this. And it's making me want to replay the trilogy, honestly. <laughs> um, just knowing where some of that stuff goes. So two thumbs up for great Ace Attorney. Um, going back to Game Pass, I played through all of Omno. Uh, How long is, like is a, that? I don't know, four hours, maybe. Oh, okay. Pretty short. Now, maybe even on the long side, I didn't really time myself, but Omno is a um, basically kind of a puzzle platformer. You, you you load into these kind of small little worlds, and then you have to just kind of explore around, and you'll find various puzzles in the environment that you need to complete. To And once you complete enough of them, you can move on to the next one, or you can just do every puzzle in the area to complete it. And that's actually what I did, and I still probably clocked in around four hours. Cool. Um, aesthetically, it re- reminded me a lot of uh, that game company's Sky. Okay. Um, and sure. then, and then, which then also reminded me of like Journey and Flower in terms of like you get like a, a surfing mechanic, and you get like a, a flying kind of mechanic, like like Sky and like Journey, and and there's one that's like you're on the wind, and that reminded me straight up of Flower, and I feel like this was made by like one dude, I believe over a course of a while and I, I would not be surprised if he drew inspiration from that game company's uh, catalogs. Um, but it's good. I, if you like, you know, puzzle platformers, it does the real cool thing of every stage introduces a new mechanic, whether that's you can surf now or you can do an air dash now and yada yada. And then th- that it goes into all the little puzzles. Um, it is not punishing by any means. I don't think there was a single pun- uh, puzzle. I had to like look up the, pu- the solution to, uh, so, yeah, if you're looking for like a platforming puzzle game, uh, I think this is a pretty good one. This is on Game Pass as well. Again, that's Omno. I played through Raji, the ancient epic. Yep. And this was cool. This is like a like combat focused. Prince of Persia light game. There's a lot of like wall running and climbing along walls <laughs> and climbing up walls and stuff like that. All set to uh, like Indian lore and. 
I don't know if they're like folk tales exactly or, or stuff like that. Uh, you know, your Shiva's in your ear talking to you and telling you stuff and what, what you're going on about. And it goes really pretty heavily into that kind of stuff. There's a lot of like murals throughout the uh, world where they're just telling you, uh, you know, like lore and tales and, and uh, stories of the gods and whatnot, which, which is pretty cool. If you have any kind of interest in that stuff, this is definitely worth trying it out. But And then gameplay-wise, it's pretty deep in terms of the combat. You have different elemental powers. You get four different weapons, and you can kind of imbue each of them with, like, I'm, I'm going to use the bow and make it a lightning bow or a, or a fire spear and stuff like that. And, and you can, you know, Prince of Persia style, you can, like, wall jump off walls to do extra combos and stuff like that. So the combat's kind of pretty deep compared to... It's, it's like a weird kind of dynamic with the game. It's just like, hey, we're going to have you sit down and sit here and listen to a bunch of kind of mythology and, and all these uh, stories of these gods. But at the same time, we're going to have some like kick-ass combat. Uh, so it was just a pretty interesting little game. And that also came to Game Pass. So I, I played through that. I attempted to play Chris Tales. <clears throat> it's extremely broken on Xbox. <laughs> What? This is this was one of the craziest bugs I've seen. After like the first hour, every time the game changes scenes, the controller will stop working. Mm. That's really weird. And you can solve it by turning the controller on and off. But when the scene changes again, it's going to stop working and you eventually get to kind of a bigger city and the, that kind of intro area of it. They go back and forth between scenes like a lot and it's just unplayable so i was only really playing this on game pass cloud on my phone because that version of it did not have this bug which was such a weird workaround to have um uh this also got an update i i saw earlier today i didn't see how big it was and i couldn't i didn't look up to see what the patch notes were oh they literally said their patch for chris tales on xbox to address the controller desync issue. Nice. That's great. So I'm probably going to play a lot more of this going forward. Um, because I really wanted to it. And then just basically this game breaking bug was keeping me away from it, which really sucked. Yeah, um, weird. So I'm not too far. I'm, I'm a few hours into it. Um, Paul, I know, I know you played a bunch of it. Mm-hmm. How far did you get? Uh, Four or five hours in. I got to, um, I just beat the big, like, mechanical robot in the forest as it was, like, eating people. Okay, about an hour or so past that, then. Okay, yeah, so I'm I'm a little bit past that. I made it, like, back to the city. Um, sure, and, yeah. And now, the, now that the bug is fixed, I'll probably be going back to that pretty hard. Sure. Uh, my co-op buddy that I play everything kind of with got extremely into Dead by Daylight. Okay. Just out of nowhere, Which, or? Just out, they they you know they're a horror fan. They just knew of its existence, and they were like, "I should try this out." And then a couple of days into it, they're like, "Oh man, I've got I got it. I I have got the bug. I figured out why people like this game. You have to play with me." So I've been playing a bit of that on and off. Mm-hmm. I'm I I did not get the bug. I am not a massive Dead by Daylight fan, but I am still kind of playing it consistently because it's like his go to game at the moment. Well, it's also kind of a horror game in a way, isn't it? So that's definitely not in your wheelhouse. It is, but it's such a co-op heavy horror game. And since we're, I'm in like a party chat with my buddy, we're like coordinating and stuff. Um, 
So there's nothing really that scary about it, especially with just kind of how gamey it makes everything. For those who don't know how Dead by Daylight works, it's it's basically evolve. Um, with, so, you know, that that one versus like four multi asynchronous multiplayer kind of game where someone plays a horror villain, usually from like a movie series. And then, and then the four survivors, they have to activate like five generators that are around the map and which will open up the exit and they can leave. So it's just a series of doing these over and over again. Um, and there's nonsense. Like if the killer's chasing you, you can like pull down a bunch of planks and that'll block the killer and stuff like that. So it's like extremely arcadey and gamey, which takes away any of the like scariness to what this horror game is. So it's really only just a horror game in theme. Um, and it's, yeah, it's goofy and fun and, Again, I'm not playing it a ton, but I'm hearing a lot of stories from my co-op buddy. The community in Dead by Daylight sounds, one, extremely obnoxious, and two, just insane. I have heard stories. It's such, mm-hmm. a, it's such a weird, fascinating community. Like, the game seems like it, it's kind of janky in, in design, to the point where the community has basically said, you you have to play this game in a very specific way or else people are just going to be very pissed off at you. Um, it's odd. I haven't really encountered a game like this before. The The closest was maybe like Siege. Um, but but even that was like was not as bad as this. But people just being like. I don't know, it's hard to say without getting like two in the weeds and I don't want to explain like every single mechanic, but yeah, it's just kind of nonsense. Um, apart from that, Knockout City got a season two. I played a couple hours of that and not once did they give me the new map. So fuck that oh, game. Weird. Okay, that sucks. <laughs> that was complete nonsense. Yeah, I could not believe it. And I, the whole time I was like, why couldn't they have done like the Apex Legends thing of when the new season comes out and there's a new map or whatever, you force everyone to play the new map for the first like two days because that's what everyone wants to see. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know how much more Knockout City I'm going to play. And then Apex did have a new season, and I'm playing that. And I don't really need to say more about that, but I just wanted to write down another game on the list of games I played. Cool. There you go. That's what I've been up to. Boom. Cool. Um, so why don't we do some news? Paul, I'm going to let you take some of this, because I yeah. don't know any of it. Except like one or two things. All right. Something absolutely terrible has happened at Activision Blizzard. Diablo Immortal is delayed. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So Diablo Immortal, uh, you know, what? Don't you have phones? That game game on your phone. It's coming out in 2022, apparently because of controller support issues and changes to how the game plays or something. I don't know. I found it funny that this was even being talked about because i'm about to talk about a whole bunch of more important shit that blizzard is doing here like but my video whatever, whatever. games <laughs> but my video games yeah <laughs> i have heard diablo immortal is pretty good from, from the i've also heard stuff. it's pretty good because yeah. it's made by those chinese knockoffs that have been knocking off diablo for years <laughs> so <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah makes sense uh let's get into the section I've so lovingly called Bad News Blizzard uh, here. So because there's more going on and this is all the big stuff, um, starting with J. Allen Brack, the president that 
took over from Mike Morheim two years ago, has resigned. He is no longer part of uh, Blizzard or Activision Blizzard. He stepped down. Um, yeah, if you don't know this guy, he was the one who kind of like always gave the like keynote speech at the most recent BlizzCons. He had like the kind of like gray hair ponytail pulled back. Yep. He uh, he had a full luscious head of brown, normal looking hair. And then when he became president, it went gray, <laughs> like real quick, yeah, which is not as you would expect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all things considered, he hasn't necessarily been one of the ones that has been really terrible about a lot of shit. He inherited a lot of problems, but also he put out a statement saying not apologizing and saying that he doesn't condone this stuff in his household rather than like doing anything to help it. So fuck Jay Allen Brack and I'm glad he's gone. Um, yeah. Well, it's also, there's no way we'll really know, like, has he been a part of this and we're about to find a new story next week and he's just trying to get away out in front of it now because he knows it's coming or no 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 so the day he stepped down was also the day that their earnings call happened for activision blizzard which is why a lot of news uh this week happened so they had their uh quarterly earnings call or whatever uh jail and brack stepped down um they are being sued by one of the shareholders for negligence in this whole uh, Which sexual makes harassment thing. sense. Yeah. Yep. So one of the shareholders is also suing them for negligence and all this stuff. Not because this shareholder thinks sexual harassment is gross, but because this whole thing has caused them to lose money. But I mean, oh, of course, yep. A, a Let, win let's is be a real. Win, as, I guess. Sh- as shitty as it is that that's the cause for it. This will make Activision actually do something. It's yep. fucking stupid, but this will actually make them do something. It's one of those things that, like, I kind of don't care at this point what the reason is. Fucking hit them with everything. Like, take them out. I'm so sick of this shit. Uh, so that's happening. The uh, senior vice president of human resources has stepped down. I wonder okay. why. That's a good <laughs> sign. <clears throat> I wonder why. Uh, I'm, I was trying to find something about like why he left at, besides like the obvious that he hasn't been doing his job. Apparently, uh, there's no official statement or anything about it, but this Jesse is not the guy Neschuk, who was in the Bill Cosby suite, right? No, no. That no. guy, that guy was let go last year secretly without making a fuss about anything because this stuff was happening. So that guy got out kind of scot-free, weirdly. Uh, yeah. that That's another thing that just makes me absolutely furious. Well, I mean, so, I mean, there's there's some things we can assume. We're not trying to, like, I'm, I'm not saying we should assume anything because you could assume the worst, but I feel like there's some educated guesses. Like I was just saying, I wouldn't be surprised if he was not, ex- not maybe not necessarily the cause of any of these issues, but the fact that he was in charge while these things happened will result in kind of looking poorly on him. Oh, the HR guy. I totally. Yes. The guy John's talking about his name, Alex Afrasabi, and he is the cause of like a lot of this rapey bullshit that was let go. That's right. Yeah. No, I'm talking about like the HR person. I'm talking about like J Allen Brack, the ones who we like do not, know a specific like they're leaving because they got fired or because they were directly tied to this is, is 
Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they know that they are tied to this or even if they're not directly tied to an incident. It's like this happened under your watch. You know, you were in charge. Yeah. You were the head of HR. This this looks yep. terrible on you. And totally. like, I don't I, I don't even know how you come back from this kind of stuff. Like you will forever be. Oh, yeah, I was the CEO during this time period like that will never look good on you, despite whatever you could have done, because one you did not stop it. So you're part of the problem. Yeah, as far as, for sure. as, as as I'm concerned. So I can I wouldn't be surprised if a ton of people are trying to distance themselves from this kind of stuff. Under the veil of like, oh, I, I believe we a change of leadership is the only way that Activision Blizzard can proceed going forward. I don't know if that's the exact answer or what it is, but it, it's at the very least, I think some of the people in power definitely should not should no longer be in power because they let this place get so toxic. I mean, those people basically don't exist and aren't in power anymore, though, because the people that, yeah, Blizzard is very different with a lot of the people. Like, and I, so, like, I guess, like, the question that comes to my mind and I, and I bring it to the table, like, what what do you do? What do, what has to happen for you guys to be like, I'm OK with the state of Activision Blizzard? Like, what do you need to see happen? realistically i mean change and that like, yeah we don't want the company to disappear because i don't think that's physically possible but they need to there needs to be like a whole like cleaning out so you like you would say like like i'm trying to make this almost kind of like black and white like you would say every like c-level person top levels needs to be let go and we need a completely new set of managers I well, think it's a mean, basic step at that point. So they are doing this already. Uh, yeah. the, per, the people that stepped in for Jalen Brack are Mikey Barra, who's been with the company for a while, and it seems like a pretty decent dude. And Jen O'Neill, who I don't know uh, myself, and I don't know like what role she's played before. I know she's quite new to Activision Blizzard, which i kind of am for because the old guard needs to be just completely fucking dismantled completely yeah, yeah um, agreed. uh I, suggestion in the chat of compensation for those affected that is also a bare minimum well so i asked i asked that again like in like actual terms what mm -hmm. does that look like you need them like do you need them to like give a donation to something do we'll you, never know do they need because to do back that, pay that, that'll I mean, be dealt off like it, i think at the very least back pay but it would that was not us to decide. I think something should go yeah. to them, though, no matter what. So there's more to this, like, to what's going on here that is kind of what you're talking about. Um, Activision Blizzard employees formed a coalition, the ABK, the Activision Blizzard, uh, what is it now? Work, uh, ABK Workers Alliance. And it, it's a full of a bunch of people from Activision, from Blizzard, also, High Moon Studios, which I think is the new thing that Mike Morheim is uh, head heading up. Infinity Ward, Sledgehammer, Ravensoft, Vicarious, King, and Beanox. And they are, they first of all have condemned the whole, um, we don't like this uh, law firm that you got. We talked about last week, the law firm, the, what the hell was their name? The, like, the, the ones that were known for busting unions. Yeah, they completely are saying, like, that's not appropriate, we, like, find somebody else. So they are rejecting that, and they, Wilmer Hale, there it is, 
and they put out a list of demands which are i mean pretty pretty standard like uh i'm trying to find it here every there's so much writing <laughs> about all of this stuff there's a lot of info to i don't know if you know the answer to this and i have mm-hmm. i haven't done as much uh reading um in in my time off here but this coalition do you have any kind of idea on how that compares to just unionization? Uh, I don't think anything's going to be as good as a union at this point. Yeah. I think they they properly need a union. Or this yeah. will likely, more than likely, be the start of union planning now. Yes. Yeah, this is... So the reason why I even pulled this, because you're right. You can call yourself whatever you want uh, and say, we don't like this, but it kind of doesn't mean anything unless like it actually changes something it's just kind of interesting that this is a almost grassroots union forming uh happening i mean that's what it's always going to be grassroots because the people in charge probably are not going to set up a union it's not beneficial for them so they would never do it yeah i mean they actively have hot or wanting to hire a company known for busting unions and union talk so yeah, they ob- they obviously don't want them to unionize. Um so that's been interesting. There's more that's kind of new. That happened I think like a day or two ago. Uh so there's not a whole lot of news about that. The other big news going on with Blizzard is because of all this mess, T-Mobile, Coca-Cola and State Farm dropped their sponsorships from the Overwatch League. So I did see that. I was going to add that yeah. story, but you That's good. Have. That's good. Yeah. They don't want any part of this bullshit. And frankly, I don't blame them. <laughs> I don't blame them at all. Um, I didn't see a story myself. Did you come across anything about kind of the Call of Duty esports side of it? Uh, I haven't really looked. Oh, okay. I'm curious um, kind of how much this will progress. If it, I'm assuming uh, it would go outside of Overwatch League. I just hadn't seen anything myself yet. Yeah, I'm sure it it very definitely will. Uh, it is Blizzard that's really under fire here, more the, so than the other companies. But I mean, that whole—they're ev- all being scrutinized and they're, right they're now. They're connected, right? Like the whole time, it's Activision Blizzard. Like, yeah. So, I mean, yes, but Blizzard has been known to just kind of do their own thing and not really follow the act. Like, I'm kind of surprised Activision isn't doing something that's like we're just like getting rid of Blizzard. <laughs> we don't want them in our stable anymore after all this bullshit i mean i'm sure blizzard still makes so much money for them right yeah Um, even even with all the waves of cancellations of wow subscriptions they're still bringing in wow money yeah like yeah overwatch 2 is gonna come out and still make gangbusters regardless i bet even with all this bad press so i mean keep in mind the majority of people playing blizzard game probably have no idea about this uh Maybe it's, I don't know about I'm, the majority, sadly, but I'd say a solid chunk. I'm I agree a, a with solid Sean. Chunk. Like blissful ignorance is a thing. Yeah, perhaps uh, their stock is still pretty low, but yeah, it did go up a little bit, so it'll even out somewhere. I'm sure. Okay, uh, so more news on that as it breaks, I guess. Because yeah. I'm sure I put this next story in there just because it's tangentially related okay fulbright the developers of um gone home and tacoma and the upcoming open roads their creative director uh 
Steve Gaynor has left his role as creative director due to sightings of just being pretty toxic himself. Sure. Uh, this was a pretty big bummer for me as someone who re- has really liked those that studio's games in the past. Um, like I really like Gone Home. Yeah, I like uh, those games too. I, I don't. I've never liked Steve Gaynor though, so this doesn't surprise me. I you know I didn't follow Steve Gaynor, but like he's shown up on podcasts. He was on like the Idle Thumbs podcasts yeah, that's from time I to time. Him. So like I I thought of him in a positive way as far as I was concerned. Oh, I always um, thought he was a piece of shit, but. I guess turns out was. he acts like a piece of shit towards women and um, to so a he, lot of people. But yes, women specifically um, a, too. I, uh, an article came out. It's over on Polygon. It's a pretty good read about how he just belittling, um, bullying, uh, you know, talking down to women entirely. The Fulbright went from a company of almost 20 people. They're down to only like six people at this point. The article goes into stuff like they were almost like concerned about hiring female developers going forward because they knew at some point these women would have to associate with Steve Gaynor and he has a bad reputation with all the women on their team. It's kind of crazy to hear um, how long he was at the company and doing this. As far as I know, he is still tied to open world, open roads as a writer but Annapurna Interactive is acting now as a mediator, kind of in between his his work and the studio itself. There has there hasn't been any word about if the game's going to get delayed, but a lot of former uh, people that Polygon spoke to have said they would be surprised if it did come out this year with the with who is left on that team. Um, there was also even just some things con, con, um, expressed that some concern about like Steve writing for this game still. Uh, a game about a woman and her daughter going on a road trip when he is clearly toxic towards females. Uh, They thought that was also just an odd thing. So I guess we'll kind of see how that game turns out and what goes on with that. But that sucks to hear as of course it does. And, you know, personally I can say that was a bummer as a, you know, I, I looked at those games fondly. And now when I think about gone home, I'm just going to think about kind of this dark shadow over it. And that sucks. Uh, New World is delaying the launch of their game for about a month. They took in a bunch of feedback from their beta that was recent. They said they're going to kill off a bunch of the bugs, improve some stability and all that sort of stuff. And their new launch date is September 28th. So if you were waiting for that at the end of this month, you're going to have to wait one more month. Uh, Similarly, Horizon Forbidden West is delayed to next year. Shocking no one. Yeah, Yeah, kind of. Pretty much everyone expected that, I feel. Yep. Uh, Sony didn't immediately respond for request to comment, so... Yeah, no real information on that. Probably just the same as always. Get It's not quite ready. COVID, uh, whatever line they want to use they're all there honestly i'm fine with that i wanted to i want to play through horizon before it comes out and i could use some extra time sure yeah uh this was exciting to me just because i kind of want more people to play this ghost of tsushima's multiplayer is uh going to be standalone uh starting september 3rd when they release that big patch for uh, Ghost of Tsushima on PS5, I believe, right? Is that when that releases, it, or is that earlier than this? 
I thought it was sometime this month. Um, the update's on the, August 20th. Yeah, apparently. That's, that's what I had in my head. Um, okay. And that's this, the, uh, the new update, I believe, is also coming to PS4. It is coming to PS4. Uh, so you can buy that for 20 bucks, they're saying here, uh, the multiplayer mode. And if you have people to play it, then I would suggest doing it because that thing is pretty cool. Honestly, I don't know why you would buy the multiplayer by itself. That seems like a weird thing to do if you're not going to get the game. Because you don't want an open world game and you want to play with a buddy. Seems pretty simple. I guess that seems so like you just you know you like this gameplay, but not by yourself. (laughs) No, you you know that you like playing games with your buddy who is playing this game. So you buy for 20 bucks. I think for 20 bucks, you're getting pretty close to what you could find Ghost of Tsushima on sale. Like for 10 bucks more, you could probably get the full game and then you get this unlocked anyway. So sure. Unless you don't want an open world game, which I understand because open world games are a specific person's type. Yeah, I guess. Yep. Uh, Fortnite is having Ariana Grande have a virtual concert in it because of course they are. (laughs) Why not? Yeah. Checks out. Tomorrow. Apparently, August oh, 6th. I just looked okay. at the time. <laughs> All right. Great. <laughs> so, Enjoy make that, sure folks. Use the live events channel on the Discord, people. Yeah, go jump in at 6 p.m. Eastern. Oh, that's real early. Uh, August 6th, 6 p.m. Eastern for the Rift Tour in Fortnite. You know what? Like, we joke. This thing's probably going to be awesome. I actually really I mean, like that company be. that like artists are doing this. I actually really dig that. That's even a sure. recurring thing. Yeah. Like, and I, and like the last, every time they do one of these massive events, they're like extremely cool to watch like the highlight reel on YouTube. So we can joke sure. about this cause it's Fortnite, but I bet this thing is going to be actually awesome. <laughs> and like people doing it will be having a ton of fun. So, uh, the rift tour begins at that time. I should say August 6th at 6 PM Eastern, uh, for the first engagement, Next, it goes, uh, that's in the Americas. Then it's globally August 7th at 2 p.m. Eastern. And then in Asia and Oceania uh, region, August 8th at 12 a.m. Um, yeah, well, I mean, the Rift Tour is more of a lifestyle, so it kind of spans. I, I really like that yeah. it's just a pun on the Warped Tour. Yeah. I think that's actually pretty really good. cool. It's pretty good. Honestly, bring the Warped Tour to Fortnite, and I yep. will log in. I, I will, I will go. To. Yep, me too. <laughs> I'll be there. Uh, uh, Jeff Keighley released some information about what he's doing for the Gamescom opening night. Basically, three weeks from today, he says, 11 a.m. Pacific time, uh, There will he's going to be doing uh, his... Opening, opening night, night live thing for yeah. two hours he said i think they're usually like two hours long yeah about two hours, kick off yeah. gamescom yeah so look out for that august 25th oh where are we the embracer group uh previously known as nordic games if you've been around for a while uh just keep scooping up more and more companies to add to their list to embrace <laughs> they embrace them. That's right. Uh, okay, so 3D Realms, Duke Nukem's old uh, company, or studio, I guess yeah. if, studio, were bought out by them. Include Also, uh, Ghost Ship Games, Slipgate Ironworks, Digi, D- 
Digix, Digix Art, I guess. Forest Field, Easy Trigger, Crazy Labs, and Grim Frost. Slipgate Ironworks uh, are making Graven, the Hexen uh, spiritual successor that 3D, well, 3D Realms was going to publish. Ghost Ship Games are the developer of Deep Rock Galactic. Um, so they're joining. That's a good their, they're joining their publisher, Coffee Stain. Um, Coffee Stain is also picking up Easy Trigger, who do Hunt Down, the retro scrolling shooter game. Uh, Digix, Digix Art, the studio is a studio behind the indie games Eleven Eleven Memories Retold, uh, Road Ninety Six, and they're joining up with uh, Coke Media. Do you guys know about Eleven Eleven Memories Retold? I've never played no. it. It's like a World War One kind of themed game, but the Ardman Company worked on it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I've hmm. had it in like in the back of my head just because of that. Like, I, I want to see what the Ardman Company did with a video game. Sure. Yeah. That might be something worth checking into at some point. It's interesting. Anyways, yeah, company that buys up a lot of studios and publishers and whatnot bought up more. There you go. Mario Golf had an update. Apparently it was quite big. I didn't actually read what it added because I don't have this game, but it was ranked mode, uh, Toadette character, new Donk City, new course, and improved motion controls, whatever they mean by that. Great. Are you guys excited? I mean, I couldn't care less sorry, about this because I don't have sorry, it. Sorry, I missed. Is this the Mario Golf update? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was pumped. I was just really mad because we did a bunch of money matches, or we did a money match rather, last night on stream for Mario Golf. And yeah. then they announced that the update was today, like 10 yeah. hours after that stream. I was just like, come on. New Dawn City. Course, so yeah, it's a new proper course, not a battle course, which I'm excited about. Mm. Toadette was the very much the, well, duh, edition because she's literally in story mode. Uh, sure and uh ranked mode sure because they brought back colored yoshis because of that cool all right thank god and then the final thing this is from our discord i barely looked into it it's just nintendo sales units and all oh yeah they they dropped their numbers basically for the year i believe uh operating revenue is down this year but that's been because like last year was ridiculously good because of the pandemic and they didn't have animal crossing to kind of bank on this year uh, I believe sales numbers for games have been updated again. I don't think any new games broke the top 10. Animal Crossing, I think, is the third best-selling Switch game or something like that. Wasn't yeah, it like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe still like the top one? Mario Kart, oh yeah, here, I brought the list up. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is still the number top, number one at uh, 37 million pieces sold. Jesus. Animal Crossing New Horizons, 33.89 million copies sold. Okay. This this is worldwide as for reference. Yeah. Uh, Smash Ultimate twenty four point seven seven million. Breath of the Wild twenty three point twenty million. Pokemon Sword and Shield combined twenty one point eight five million. Mario Odyssey twenty one point four million. Mario Party or sorry Super Mario Party fifteen point seven two million. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee thirteen point five seven million. Splatoon two twelve point four five million. Ring Fit Adventure. 11.26 million ring fit actually hit the 10 million mark i'm not surprised remember at the beginning of covid when those things were like crazy yeah, popular they were crazy popular uh i believe i also saw a chart or something today showing that the switch will reach a hundred million units sold this year 
I think they're at just about at 90 right now. Let me go uh, heart, that post. Yeah, their unit sales for Nintendo Switch hardware is 89.4 currently million. And units. I think I believe they are currently outselling the Wii uh, on like they're on pace to outsell the Wii currently have been for a while. Sure. Hey, yeah, just a quick cool. side question for you guys. Did did either of you uh, pre-order a play date? Yes. No. What about you, Paul? No? No. No. Uh, I did. John, did you get like the one with the case? Oh, yeah. But I'm not getting it until 2022, so I'm stuck waiting till next year. Okay. I think I'm getting mine in a really... I got it in real quick. It was honestly like the smoothest experience. Yeah, there was, there the was a hiccup for a bit for international uh, checkouts, even right. Canada, did, but... Yeah. Uh, I forgot about it and got reminded too late. So I'm like, oh shit, I'm late 2022 then. Okay. Yeah. I got in what, two minutes? I was in line. Boom, done. It, that was so nice. <laughs> um, looking forward to that. I think it looks so nice with a little case, yellow and pink, uh, purple. All right. I found those numbers on the Switch I was talking about. Uh, currently sold 89.04 million units as of June 30th, which means it has sold more than the 360 and PS3 combined. Uh, is on track to surpass the Wii, which reached 101 million, and PS1, which reached 102 million by the end of this year. It is currently selling faster than the Wii, PS4, and PS2 all did when they, uh, like, if they're aligned for launch. Uh, but apparently, uh, Switch Lite sales have dropped drastically this year, probably because the Switch Lite. It's a cool idea, but... I don't know why that would be, I'm trying to think, because... I bet plenty of people would want to use that too. Well, maybe it might also have been the the ex- expectation of a uh, Switch Pro. Yeah, well, I would assume that would have I- impacted both the sales, not just the Switch Lite. That's a fair point, actually. Yeah, but it looks like uh, the regular Switch pretty, it sold slightly better than it did last year. But I think didn't the Switch Lite get introduced last year? Or was that the year before? Year before. Because last year was COVID. It wasn't introduced during COVID. Sorry, last fiscal year, which would have been uh, March 2020 to March 2021. Well, yeah, no, it definitely is because that's exactly what's on this chart. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, it was after March 2020 the Switch Lite got introduced. So, yeah, that's probably also why that chunk was so high. Okay, should we do some questions? I think so. Top down perspective at gmail.com is the email address where you can send questions in. You can also send them to at TDP podcast on Twitter, the discord channel or John's PO box. I can start us off with these ones from Dedinsky. First, what moment in a video game hit you the hardest? Not necessarily made you cry, but definitely made you just think and sit in your emotions after you turned the game off. Bonus points if it was unexpected. (sighs) Hmm. Uh, I know Gone Home's ending did that one for me. Okay. Um, the near thing. Sure. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Which near one? It's pretty similar. Okay. So, depending it, on which one, you I'll definitely first. agree with. For near Automata is the only one I played. Sure. Yep. I can't think. I know there are some, but I can't think of any at the moment. Uh, probably. Oh no, I did think of one. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Yep. Yeah, I don't know fun. why, but I knew that was it. I felt mm-hmm. it. 
The other one in my head is uh, the end of uh, Metal Gear Solid 3. Sure. Yep. You know what? The f- Journey. Sure. Yeah. Dude, seeing the list of like you thinking that you stuck with one person for like half of that game or something is like, no, nah, it was like 50 people <laughs> that were in and out. That yep. was really cool. Second question here. Inspired by the reveal of the new Outer Wilds DLC, is there ever a game that shouldn't have DLC? Mm. I don't think there really is a game that shouldn't have DLC. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, Like if the DLC is going to be good for sure, like if there's a reason to do it, by saying um, a game shouldn't have DLC, you're basically saying you do not want any more of that game, which is the inherent problem with it. Yeah, I mean, like, I could I could see the argument of, like, was this DLC, is it needless? But I don't think right. the existence of bad DLC makes the whole thing worse. And I think of stuff like, I wasn't a big fan of that um, Asura's Wrath basically sold you the true ending as DLC. Right. Or I think of Assassin's Creed 2 and how they just like took two chapters out of there and sold though as as DLC and it felt just kind of like arbitrarily ripped out of there. And it's like that was just some like weird ways they were monetizing this and it was kind of shitty. But like, I don't think the game's like inferior. I usually just ignore those bad parts. Because a lot of DLC also kind of inserts itself into the main game at some point anyway. Yeah, I'm usually pretty okay with, like, DLC existing. Because I can choose whether or not to get it. Yeah. And third question here. With the Ori collection on Switch costing substantially more than even both the game's regular price on other systems, what do you think is a good metric or heuristic for the Nintendo Switch up upcharge? See also all of the Wii U ports. Portability, but that is starting to get become a weaker argument with cloud gaming with the Xbox. For sure. And also when that Steam Deck drops, like, yeah, yeah. forget about it. If the Steam Deck takes off, Nintendo will actually be in a bit of trouble. Yeah. It would be very hard to justify switch tax at that point, at that point, but it does depend on it taking off. I mean, well, I don't based think based on any how good popular metric. those sales are, I feel like it's already a success. Sure. I don't think there's any if you have a choice, I don't think there's any good reason to ever get a Nintendo game on the Switch just because it's more expensive. Unless Nintendo made it, you mean? Or that's what I mean. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, you buy a a Switch, you buy a Switch because you want Nintendo games. That's right. Yeah, and then at that point, you're paying you're paying the Nintendo tax for their game, and which makes nothing you can do. Nothing you can do about it. Yeah. At the moment, like, I do understand it does require additional um, development. So they can't just sell it at like the like sales price that the other one has been at for the last year, right? They had to put work in for the last year. I assume you're talking about Skyward Sword here or what? Well, just kind of, yeah. I mean, use that as an example. You use anything that comes out, you know, like a year or so later. That's not just we're launching first on the Switch or we're launching 
on all the same ones. Even when the Switch did launch and there was like those random it's $10 more on the Switch for some reason. That that seemed right. weird at the time. It's still kind of weird. Yeah. But again, like when when I think of that that Steam Deck and it's just going to be the sale prices we get on Steam, if these upcharges for the Switch versions do not go away, I can't see anyone paying them. And unless they don't have a Steam Deck, which very much could be the case. That's what I'm saying. Ha- like the Switch yeah. Steam Deck needs to take off for this to be a uh, thing to even consider. Yeah, because like handheld PCs are already a thing. It's not a new market that Steam is entering. It's just one that's right. pretty still in its infancy because everything's pretty pricey. And those other handheld PCs are fucking garbage for what you pay for. Generally, Steam might actually break that. So. Uh, yeah. Um, I guess the the only problem is is if you don't have a choice, you have to pay the tax. If you if all you have is the switch to play games on, then like, I guess this isn't a problem because you don't have a, another choice. Otherwise, uh, I can't. I feel see like what, when these games do come and, and things, I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of like the Ori collection. I'm thinking of Spirit Fair just recently launched on Switch. Yeah, you know they try to make it like a, kind of a big collector's item. By putting sure. in a bunch of like art book stuff or making it some kind of premium physical version. Sure. So it's going to come down to a lot of how much do you want the extra fat box on your shelf. Sure. That looks a little, you know, a little thicker, a little shinier. Sure. Yeah, I agree. All right. Phantom Aegis. Hello, TDP crew. Have you ever looked at or read the description of a food item in a video game that made you crave for it? I blame you, Breath of the Wild. I don't think so. So I'm going to change this from description. So no, I've never read a description of something and then wanted the food. I have seen the Monster Hunter f- crew make a giant feast Monster and gotten Hunter hungry. Food, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's not the description, though. That's because that th- food looks absolutely delicious. I was going to say Tomodachi Life literally had like photorealistic pictures of food <laughs> yeah. in it. I'm just like, okay, now I just kind of want an ice cream cone. Neat. Yep. Yep. Sean has a description ever made you hungry of food. I'm going to no, take that as a so. no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Second question. Scenario time. Sega finally decided to do a collab with the fast food joint Sonic. <laughs> Name a food item that is also wordplay with the Sonic franchise. Example, the blue blurger combo. Oh, my oh God. Oh, God. <laughs> it's that's got pretty bl- good. That's pretty good. It's got yeah. blue cheese on a side of blue potato fries. Potatoes fries. <laughs> oh, the blue blurger. <laughs> These just sound like make your own like Bob's burger yeah. burger of the day. Totally. Um, there's something about like the like onion rings and they're the sonic rings yeah yeah there's something there and it's um I'm trying to think like what they what would they do to the onion rings to kind of like golden them up I guess just put like gold flakes on them yeah they're really expensive like thousand dollar onion rings or something yeah I'm trying to try to figure out some way to work milkshakes in something like the gotta go fast milkshake Okay. 
I'm just trying to think of some way to make that work properly. Because isn't Sonic known for their milkshakes or something like that? I think Sonic, so. Yeah, Sonic's known for milkshakes. They're known for having like slushies and stuff as well. Right. The Spin Dash I mean, milkshake. Like the big thing is they're a drive-in. You drive up to like a kind of a drive-through uh, style menu board and you just order and they bring the food out to you and you stay in your car the whole time. That's kind of the big gimmick. Right. Man, Blue Blurger, though. I hate when they one-up yeah. you instantly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, something Eggman. <laughs> it's a burger with a fried egg on it. Yeah. Twin tail corn dogs. That's actually pretty clever, too. Yeah, that, that one's not bad. Okay, sure. Yeah. And it would be like one stick and there's two dogs kind of sticking up. Yeah. I can see that, yeah. Um... Who, who we, got? we got Big the Cat. Yeah, I was trying to think of something with him. Cream. Oh, cream's probably something milkshake related, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Easy. That's an easy one, actually. Yeah. Um, Amy. I don't know what you do with Amy. Rose. You do something rose pink. So like uh, the Amy Rose milkshake. Okay. Shadow. Cream cheese wedges. The food, the shadow, of the food just kind of sucks. There's a gun. <laughs> There's no, a you can gun. do like you can just do like those uh, squid ink hatties or like the squid ink buns. So you like the the okay. black burger, the shadow, of the and then they, black and burger. they won't even put like a like a burger in it. So you're just disappointed. <laughs> sure, that too. Oh, a knuckle sandwich. Easy. I was trying to think something with that, but like, is, is it just a sandwich? Like, what yeah. is that? Do you punch the customer in the face? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, man. <laughs> Order a knuckle Do they sandwich. cut the crusts off the sandwich so it kind of looks like a fist? Because that's just less of a sandwich. You're going to need to order two of those to get full. True. Oh, someone says a black licorice shadow shake. Black licorice is terrible. Well, we didn't say it had to be good. Guess not. The only people order that like black licorice are dads. No, I like black licorice. Yeah, Although a shake of it would everyone's be dad, man. Black licorice <laughs> is good. Not in a shake, though. That would be actually pretty terrible. I had a black licorice McFlurry when I was in Europe. That sounds like it was probably terrible. Well, and also because it was Europe, it was salted black licorice. Ooh. Yeah, that seems about right. All right. VGC Kenny writes in and says, oh, no, Sean's been kidnapped. You, John and Paul, are confused and concerned. You begin investigating oh, and you find a note from the kidnappers. It's from Big Pacross. And they kidnapped okay. Sean because he was announcing to the world that the Pacross games are retreading old Pacross puzzles. I'm the whistleblower. I found out. I, I knew uh, it. Yeah. However, Big Pacross is offering a deal. If you can solve their elaborate globe-trotting Pacross puzzles in two weeks, all expenses paid, you'll find and free Sean. There's a catch, though. Only one of you can go. Which one of you will Pacross for Sean's life? John. Probably me, yeah. Cool, thanks. I feel like that you're going to get the best odds on that one, so. Oh, that's that's what I want. 
So I don't want the I don't know. I don't want whichever one of you guys is going to slack on the job. <laughs> All expenses paid, though, to f- fix a kidnapping does seem a bit extreme. That does seem like a trap. Uh, for the half- cross, stay for the views. <laughs> Maybe save this for later if Sean is still recovering. Congratulations. TDP is approached to choose the lineup for Poker Night at the Inventory 3. Each of you choose one character individually and then choose one character together. Or Nathan's pick if you'd know it. Or if you have a guess, they choose. I would hmm. I would play another a new Poker Night in the Inventory. Yeah, I would I could too, see I that like a I could see a game pass entry of that. That'd be cool. So what what is the usual pattern they follow? So Sam or, Sam and Max were in the first, like each of them. Uh Ash was There's in not one really of them. a there's not really a pattern. They just kind of pick like beloved characters. I mean, well, well the, that's the, the like heavy some of the from field Team tropes, Fortress. Like Brock in Samson's in one, but like Ash, I almost said Ash Ketchum. Ash from Evil Dead is in the second one. Uh, Tycho's in one of them. Who I can't remember who the hell's right. in the the remaining two in the second one. I don't remember the second one. I know the heavy's in the first one. Okay, yeah. So it's heavy. Tycho Bray. Oh, Strong Bad. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is kind of all over the board, huh? Yeah, it is. It's like it's like kind of some properties that Telltale has access to, and then it's just also like I don't know, friends in the PC gaming space. Uh, I'm gonna so, pick like, Nathan's is uh, Francis York Morgan. Yeah, I was gonna say Francis York Morgan. Okay. All right, I was gonna say um, Sans from Undertale. Sans. Just, oh, I don't know if I want Sans yeah. or if I would want uh, Papyrus. I mean, whatever you which get, would be more entertaining to have as a i mean sean said undertale so he doesn't give a fuck which one that's, it is that, that's a fair point all right yeah oh what the fuck i want arnold schwarzenegger i mean it's got to be someone that you're going to enjoy just hearing like weird quips from right yeah sure. that's why, why i said arnold schwarzenegger because he would have weird stories and he already plays poker he's known for it so Put him in there. It doesn't have to be like the Terminator or anything. It can just be regular ass Arnie. The Pyrus would be. Oh, fire. someone's saying Rick from Rick and Morty. That is a, a hundred percent a free bingo space. He would yeah. definitely be in there. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. Oh, my God. He would be the true. first one in there. Yeah, true. Someone says a Fire Emblem character, and I think that's a hilarious <laughs> joke. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> what is this poker you speak of? Who who would you just want to hear them like just telling like weird kind of stories? It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Maybe like right. someone from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> mm. So I uppercutted this guy and his head flew right off. Is GLaDOS in inventory too? That seems like a slam dunk. GLaDOS yeah, is was... the dealer in two. Okay. That makes sense. Right. Yeah. Someone says handsome Jack. That's another. Yep. Yeah, that that handsome would also Jack's be in there. Guaranteed. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty good. All right, Claptrap was in the uh, in the second one. That was one of the characters I couldn't remember. Ugh. Oh, for fuck's sakes. That's about the reaction I expected. <laughs> yeah. Let's be real. Expected that one. Someone says Hades. I don't think I would want... Yeah, maybe actually the dad would be pretty cool. I wouldn't want Zagreus. No, I want... I would, no. Uh, shit, Dionysus. 
Oh, that'd sure. be pretty good, actually. Yeah, like I want yeah. one of the like enemy characters that definitely has like some backstory. What about the um, who's the guy that kind of helps you and he's over on the left side with like the gray hair? He's like your teacher. Achilles. Achilles? Oh, yeah. Achilles. Achilles. Yeah. OK, maybe I, maybe I would have picked Achilles as mine. To be pretty OK. You can Can pick I pick um, the, the live action detective Pikachu. Yes. And you get you can get Ryan Reynolds voice. Can we just get Ryan Reynolds in this? Let's just get him in there. I'm sure he's not. <laughs> Honestly, doing him right as well. Just just the guy. Yeah, I want Ryan Reynolds to be at least two characters in this game. <laughs> that would be pretty good. You get the you get the Pikachu and then you get Ryan Reynolds actual dude. And he just kind of says stuff from his various roles. And he also comments about like he talks to the Pikachu in like a fourth wall breaking kind of way. Like he kind of knows he's in on the joke, but he doesn't necessarily say it outright. So stupid, I love it. Mr. Krabs, that'd be a good one. Would any VTubers make the cut? I hope not. No. Corona could. Yeah, Hatsune Miku, I would see her showing up, probably. Ariana Grande from Fortnite. Yep. Famous Fortnite That's character, it. Ariana Grande. That's Yeah, we did it. That's it. We've made our own perfect game. All yeah. right, Hebrew Lantern writes in. Who is a character in any medium you thought you were going to hate and ended up loving by the end? Follow up question as the reverse. Oh. Ryuji from Persona 5. Hated okay. him at the beginning. Vegeta. I guess. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, also that. Yeah. Honestly, the entire like one piece manga i remember when i first started it <laughs> i did not like one piece at all when i was reading shonen jump and it's not one of the few ones that are still going and i still read it and i've read a thousand issues of that thing oh kanji from uh persona 4 is a really good answer missile from ghost trick you know what yeah i'll, I'll i mean i didn't think i was gonna hate this cute dog uh -huh. but i really like this dog by the end of it sure paul i want to read the next one Elita, 1234. So we've seen various video game franchises have concerts with a full orchestra symphony like Zelda and Sonic, for example. What franchise would you like to see have their own OST in a concert? Near Automata. I do believe that exists. Great. One for one. Slam dunk. <laughs> a lot. Of, there's a lot of uh, franchises that have a have this the, the world ends with you Ooh. jet set radio future i'd be kind of curious just to see how they do it splatoon didn't they actually no they had a concert that's what it was not a, or, not an orchestra one but just a regular concert kind of like a miku concert oh gotcha like they had like the they did like the holographic uh characters essentially Uh, Hades, 
almost any super giant game, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah. True. True. I think it's me. Uh, Rinku588 says, what's the worst villain twist? Not necessarily a villain reveal, but some twist that pissed you off. Hmm. Mine almost goes back to Persona 5 again, but... uh... I don't have one that comes to mind. I have one of my favorite ones comes to mind is No More Heroes, where you meet the final boss and it's not who you came to actually kill. And then the actual final boss shows up and then they're just like, here's a bunch of exposition that we're like, we tease slightly. And then they fast forward over it just to like ignore it because they know you don't want to hear the rest of it. But if you actually slow down the recording of it, it actually explains the entire plot of the game. Just that's that's, that's one of my good. favorite bits. I didn't know that. That's pretty funny. Hmm, that is pretty good. I can't think of one. Yeah, I don't have a great answer for this one. All right, Suku Suku. Suku, Scott the Waz probably owns more Wii U's than anyone in the world, including game stores. If you had to own 10 variants of a single console, what would it be? I already do. They're called Game Boy Pockets. Yeah, I was going to say a Game Boy of some sort. Game Boy definitely has a lot. I might personally pick like the DS slash 3DS. Sure. Anything uh, I can throw I in think, a box and throw in a closet. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to use a lot of these <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah. But there's just a lot of different versions of that and that I do think look really nice. And I wouldn't mind just kind of having those. Yeah, sure. Uh, Rasterman7, final question. Can you think of any video game slash movie that has been sc- become scarier over time? No, I can't. No, because they kind of lose their uh, the magic once you realize how it actually works. I don't know. I, the Death Stranding kind of predicting COVID. That was weird. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only thing that came to mind for me. I was blamed Kojima for that one. And um, that's going to do it for questions. If people want to send in questions for next week, it's top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the discord channel or John's PO box. What's your game of the week? The ascent. Because uh, Sega master system Genesis. Um, over the last three weeks, it was probably ratchet and clank. Um, the great ace attorney. And I don't know after that. Those two games are definitely part of it, though. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's going to do it. Um, we said we were going to do Backbone maybe this week, but we need to postpone that again. Hopefully we're aiming to do that next week. Um, and I'm, I don't know if it's been announced on the show, but Antichamber is the next TDP plus game for September, which we are going to be playing through. I just put the submission thread live before we went live today. So if you're a $10 backer, you can submit a game for September's game. Right. No, so I just said September. Antichamber is August's game. We're playing right. that this month. So submit a game for September's month. Um, and then the poll will be 
next week. No, was I was I supposed to put the thread this early this live? I think so. Uh, I think I was supposed to do it next week. I think you did it a week early. Yeah. Oh well, you guys got two weeks to submit a game. Right there. You um. Go. So yeah, and anyways, great to be back. Hopefully, I'll be on camera next week. Um, wish me a speedy recovery. And um, thanks, everyone. Thanks, you guys, for holding down the fort while I was gone. No worries. Um, Glad your recovery is going well. But other than that, we should be back to a regular show next week. Thanks, everyone. Later. Goodbye. See ya. I'm waving. Bye.